You're listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 264, brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service and iFanboy listeners like you. It's coming on Christmas, they're cutting down trees, putting up rain, dancing songs of joy and peace. So. Wish I had a river I could skate away on But it don't snow here It stays pretty Hey, welcome to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 264. I am Josh Flanagan. I'm here with Connor Kilpatrick. Hello. And Ron Richards. Good day, sir. Good day to you. Good day. Goodbye, sir. Does that mean we leave? Because <laughs> I could, I could go. You get nothing. <laughs> what is that? It's uh, Willy Wonka. You okay, lose. You. Good day, that's sir. Good day, sir. Oh, that's a great line. Apparently, they remade that movie. Yeah, that, and that uh, line wasn't in it, unfortunately. Yeah, so there's no need for that movie. <laughs> At ifanboy.com, we like comic books. That's why we started the website, the podcast, all that stuff. We read them. That's the other reason. We don't just like them without reading them. I suppose those people exist. Every week we talk about a bunch of the books that come out. One of us has the job of picking the one they think is the best. We call that the pick of the week. Their review goes up on a website on Wednesday night. And then we talk about it here on the podcast with the other books in the week and stuff we feel like talking about. Before we get going, you should know this. This is important. I want you to pay attention. Spoilers. Yeah, they're real. It's going to happen. So just be aware. We're talking about the books that are coming out. And uh, if you haven't read yours, well... Well, tough titties. <laughs> tough titties, I say to you, sir. Good day. That was also in Willy Wonka. <laughs> it, was the, it was the bootleg cut. It was the uh, movie that no one wanted. So, uh, really? It really was. <laughs> no one was like, you know, I want a modern telling of Willy Wonka. <laughs> well, yeah, was the faithful, was... it was the faithful adaption of the book. Right, which, yeah, yeah, complete yeah. with the heavy metal uh, in, inter, uh, Oompa Loompa in, interludes. Well, that right. was a bit less faithful. But. Yeah. There, was, there were some comic books announced that nobody wanted either. But <laughs> no one wanted do? this. No one wanted this. That's the, that's the challenge. Tim Burton thought that. He goes, no one wants this, but I can do this. Yep. But, he, but he couldn't. Connor, you had yep. the pick of the week this week. I, I, you had tough choices. Tough choices. It was a good week. I'm like good last week. week. Yes, yeah, so it was yeah. a light week, but a solid week. Real good week. So I had a really tough time. It was one of those things when I finished my stack... I, nothing jumped out right away. I was like, oh, fuck. Because, you, you know, you, you guys will know. These are the problems only three of us have in the whole world. But, <laughs> That's true. Um, I, you know, if, if, you, if you finish your stack and nothing jumps out at you, then it becomes much harder. Yep. So, Especially uh, if, if a bunch of stuff's pretty good. Yeah, no, there's, no, there's a bunch of good stuff. But well, I could, you could make a case for our several, yeah. Yes, so, I could, yeah, I could yeah. have written a review for three of, three of, these, three of these books. Yeah. Um, so I, I almost – I sort of flipped a mental coin, ended up with Justice League Generation Lost number 15 – uh, by Judd Winnick and, and Joe Bennett, I believe, is the artist and this week. Pissed Bendis off in the process. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> you don't know how to pick books, pick books for shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I really love the progression of this book. Uh, Ron, you're still reading this, right? Oh, yeah. This is, I mean, you, you summed it up best that this is the best Justice League book in print right now. Yes. Yeah. I, I like how it's getting throw, better. Throw James I Robinson off Twitter, apparently. I know. Well, I, don't, I don't think it was the Justice League that did that. It was Connor. It was Connor. <laughs> It was me again. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I love the progression that it gets. It, the story gets is getting better. It's getting more complex. There's a lot. Everyone's got their own little plot line going, except except really for Booster. But hope, maybe that'll come later. Um, but they're all interesting. I mean, we at this point in the story, we're at we're following the Justice League international team of Captain Adam and Booster Gold, Fire and Ice, and then plus the new Blue Beetle and a, and a new Rocket Red, and they're the only ones that remember Maxwell Lord. The yeah. uh, Former Justice League head, the guy, the former Justice League international backer, uh, turned murderer, killed Ted Cord back in Infinite Crisis days, was resurrected in Blackest Night, and he, who, who Wonder just, Woman snapped the neck of? Yes, yeah, Wonder Woman killed him in Infinite Crisis, and that was a poorly he, constructed sentence. Yes, <laughs> and, uh, he used his mental powers to make everyone in the world forget who he was, except for the Justice League international who were in like a little bubble in his in his building when it happened, so they were not affected by the powers. So the the whole story of this book is trying to a capture Maxwell Lord and b make everyone remember that this bad guy's running around. Or also, so they, and also, there's been some you know there's some with the White Lantern stuff and some teasing of the future to come, and and right. and and Captain Adam went into the future in the last issue and saw all the stuff that Maxwell Lord caused. So they're trying to stop that. So yeah. right, and the the catalyst to the the bad future that he saw last issue was that Maxwell Lord 
is is eventually going to track down and kill Wonder Woman, and that's eventually supposedly the 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 act that causes the bad future. So in this issue, Maxwell Lord's trying to track her down. Only to find out that no one's ever heard of Wonder Woman. Which is I don't I'm not a, I don't read every DC book, but is this the only book to address the fact that Wonder so, Woman's the off the grid? I, it's the only book that I, I'm reading. That, that's why I loved it so much. Yeah, when it's addressed the fact that Wonder Woman's gone. That's great. She's, she's in her own dimension. So yeah. Max has got this plan. He's gonna get her, and he's like trying to find her in the database, and there's no no trace of her on the internet. And no one knows who she is, and he's like, "Fuck, this is ironic." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I wish that was the line. <laughs> Well, he does say, not the fuck, but he does say this is ironic. <laughs> it was better how Connor wrote it. Yeah. Um, yeah it so, and then the same thing happened with with the Justice League is that Booster and Beetle remember who, who Wonder Woman was and Fire and Ice do, but no one else does. So now we've got this dual thing going where there's one guy who's sort of hidden from everyone, trying to find this woman who's hidden from everyone. Meanwhile, Captain Adam's been framed for murder. He, Magog was killed finally by Maxwell Lord, but he made everyone think that Captain Adam did it. And Ice has got a new origin. So there's all these kind of interpersonal things happening, which I really enjoy. Plus, there's fun action. I had um, I, I had to think of the the user review of the last issue um, when the the fire and ice scene. I was like, oh my god, I don't care about these two. I was <laughs> like, I was like, like if they just stuck to the Captain Adam thing, and the Max Lord thing, it would be perfect. But um, yeah. but it's fine. It's it's all right. Um, this issue was kind of the the uh, decompression issue between big fights where they're all back at the headquarters and they're all lamenting their status. And I like Captain Adam. Who actually really liked now? Who I didn't used to like. I think through this series, he's he's I make uh, Judd Winnick's making him likable for me. Yeah. Um, lamenting lamenting the fact that the world thinks he's a murderer. He's not. He doesn't know how he's going to get out of it, and he doesn't know what to do, and he wants to kill Max. Some Lord. great scenes with him and Booster. Yes. Yeah. And just saying, no, we can't do that. We're heroes, and yeah. it was just it was just a really good sort of you know uh, decompression uh, issue, and then right at the end, the creature commandos attack, and their their fire gets shot in the yeah. gut, and that's the cliffhanger. But I was really I was really kind of annoyed to see. I, I was starting to really like Lepresti's art, and then Joe, I started on like, oh, Joe Bennett, and it really wasn't like I didn't like it to begin with. But by the end of the issue, I was like, oh, actually, that the art was pretty solid. So it's I, solid. I mean, it's yeah. not it's not gonna blow you away, but the, yeah. this is a biweekly book, so they have a rotating team. Then no, uh, Lepresti's been on it pretty straight through. There's been fill-ins. There's yeah, no, but I mean, but yeah, but but I mean, but Lepresti's been doing a lot. You know, like I understand this is a fill-in, but it's been mainly Lepresti. Maybe so. chewed up his lead time. Yeah, you know. But um, no, this is this was good. I mean, I, I don't know if it was a pick of the week, but it was good. <laughs> <laughs> I really and, and we talked about it earlier. It is the best Justice League book. I mean, yes. I, I, I I did read the other Justice League, Justice League of America, the book that should be the flagship DC title. Yeah. Um, I read it for a long time. I finally dropped it. This is so much wow. better. Um, well, I've dropped it a few times. I've come back to it. It's been really re- difficult. It's been hard to read. Like yeah, lots of narration, still, na- lots of narration boxes. I don't know who's talking. Still Robinson and Bagley. Yeah, yeah. Bagley's the wrong choice. Yeah, yeah. I, he, 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 he is. He's a good artist. He's just not the right guy for that book. Yeah, and Robinson might be the wrong choice too. There too. Like, or at least the direction he's trying to take it. It's just rough. It's hard. I mean, it's it's a hard, it's a hard book to read. I'm still buying it, but it's difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But this is the book I think it's perfect. It, it's the flagship Justice League book. It may not be the Justice League you think of when you think of the Justice League. It's not Superman or Batman or not even the other book isn't, isn't even that. But it's it's a, it's, the, it's a Justice League. Yeah, yeah. And there's like two of them as opposed to 14 Avengers teams. So right, yeah. True. But um, but yeah, this is yeah, this is this is a lot of fun. I'm, I'm, I I totally agree with you. This is the best Justice League book right now, and I love it. I don't want it to end. I don't want it to be a limited series. So. Yeah. No, I mean, and it's it's we've got a while to go, so it's still fun. But yeah. uh, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot, it was a good time. Um, now we should probably talk about the actual pick of the week. <laughs> New Avengers Seven. I have to look at the number because it's yeah. been a while. Uh, it was really good. Well, yeah. It was really, the, is really this good. the same kind of decompression? You know, we finished the whole Doctor Strange, you know, Iva Agamotto fight, and this was the 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 day after, basically. This was the other side of the coin that I flipped. Yeah. I had these two books in my hand for about twenty minutes trying to decide. This was really good, Josh. Have you started buying it again yet? No. Oh, I was supposed to buy the other start. Avengers book. They're you to start. This is a really good issue. This was a really good, great Eminem, great Eminem art, um, great, great, really top-notch Bendis dialogue, like team dialogue, some laugh-out-loud moments. Um, you know, ba- you, know, you know what I got, got me? Well, this is this is the, the aftermath. So yeah. The Avengers Mansion's been destroyed again. The damage control shows up, which is awesome. Which I love, but they give they give Luke the estimate. And it's two hundred fifty thousand dollars. 
to fix that mansion? Really? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the silent panel on that. And what's great is that Luke, this, the, the theme of this whole issue is Luke being high and mighty. So yeah. what happens is that Damage Control shows, shows up and they say, okay, well, Steve Rogers is going to pay for it. You know, said to Billum. And he's like, no, no, we're not with them. We're doing it on our own. We'll do it ourselves. And Danny Rand's like, I'll have the Rand Corporation pay for it. He's like, no, no. And then she, she tells him it's going to be $250,000. And this is great silent panel. <laughs> Just like, That's- that seems low. <laughs> well, you That's didn't, what I'm they, saying. Yeah. The, whole, they, the whole place is trashed. Yeah. Are yeah. they using uh, non-union contracts? They're going to have one of those inflatable rats non-union outside. Non-union well, the, the, the structure still exists. There's just a lot of damage. But yeah. Well, but anyway. I, I imagine there's a rather complicated electronic setup as well. well. Look at the left. Look at the left hand side. Of the yeah, door. that big it's hole. Yeah. Rebuilt, but yeah. anyway, but that was it was that was a great moment. And so then um, then there's a whole scene. Doctor Strange basically goes and sleeps it off. <laughs> Which I thought was funny, <laughs> and, and wakes up and everybody's in the dining room and they're eating and they're all talking and, and basically they talk Doctor Strange into joining the team, which was nice. Then Spider Man flips out because he because uh, uh, Victoria Hand is there and he would, he doesn't want to wor- work with her because she worked for Osborne. Um, uh, that that was I thought that was you know more great Spider Man dialogue you know um, which actually was great which I love the moment when he like Spider Man's gonna walk out and the team talks him out of it and then he's like he's like well he's like I stood up ready to leave and now you know full of indignation and now I'm not going to and to sit back down is a little embarrassing and then he sits down like and slumps like embarrassed it was I mean I thought Eminem not doing action but doing character action. Was his the, acting was fantastic. The subtleties, yeah, were really, really good. Facial expressions. Um, so then, you know, then Victoria Hand starts handing out their paychecks from the government and Avengers and Rogers, and Luke flips out, and then Jessica flips out on Luke, saying they need the money. Um, and it, just, I mean, it's just that, those kind of domestic squabbles, um, and then it all culminates in them finding a nanny for the baby, um, which probably had the best laugh out loud moment when Jessica's arguing, saying they need a nanny, they need somebody to take care of it who can handle superheroes and all that stuff. And they're like, "Well, who's it going to be?" And then another silent panel, and Wolverine just goes, "Okay, I'll do it." <laughs> <laughs> just like, <laughs> um, it was just great. It was it was uh, so much fun. So Wong joins the team, and he's the new Jarvis. He doesn't seem happy about it either. No, he's he's kind of annoyed. Yeah. Now, this was this was some great. And if somebody on the website said if this book could be the book where they just hang out in yep. between missions and the other books are the missions, that'd be perfect. Yeah, totally. Because this this book, you know, this issue reminded me a lot of the old JLI books. Actually. Yeah. It's even the um, two page spread of all the the heads talking was very much like the old JLI yep. membership drive issues where they'd have the two page spreads of people. Reacting to being offered to join the team, yep. it felt a lot like that. And they'll just hang out in the uh, brownstone. Yeah, and I, and I just love the little subtle jokes. Like, the, like this is the second time I've read this. I think it was in the Fantastic Four, but like Thing noted that his paycheck is more than his Fantastic Four salary. Yeah. <laughs> so he's just like, wait a minute, you know? And like Spider Man's upset because he doesn't get a check because he won't reveal his identity, you know? And like just l- like little touches on each of the little individual characters. And I really thought the art was really really strong because Eminem's done this kind of issue before and it wasn't as strong. You know, because he, you know, because he's mainly a lot of action. But this, like, this looks really well done. Like every page. His art has evolved in the last six months. Yeah, uh, he's, he's, he's as he's as good a guy as anybody in the industry right now. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. If if not, like you know, top, he's easily top five. But there's nobody better than him right now. Oh, and oh, I didn't. I, you, Josh. You'll be you'll be yeah. blown away. And I didn't know Squirrel Girl and Wolverine slept together. Who hasn't? That scene was hysterical. That was like, she's like, <laughs> I thought we agreed we'd never see each other again. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Who the fuck is Squirrel Girl? She was on Great Lakes Avengers. I, everybody says this all the time. Like, I'm supposed to know what it is. I don't know it's what like it is. Those, it's a cult thing. It's a cult. Oh, yeah, it's cult fucking, Avengers stuff. Oh, yeah. it's don't like worry. the fucking ambush bug. But uh, yeah, yes. Kind of somewhat. Uh, yeah. But it was really good. Josh, you, you, you're missing out again. Yeah, you said. I, you I'm, not, I'm not alone. I, I, I agree. You you would you would yeah. enjoy this. That was my this was my pick of the week. This that issue. So Thor, the Mighty Avenger, number seven, or the issue where they finally fuck. <laughs> it's a dirty show, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> I gotta give Josh. I, I emailed Josh a tip of the hat. His his line in the panels of the week about that scene was made me laugh out loud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. So they finally did it. I I don't remember what else happened. <laughs> uh, there was a well, robot. The <laughs> yeah, the Muppets showed up. But that sort of—it's funny because there's sort of t- there's two different things that you'd hear about in the scuttlebuck o- scuttlebutt online. Some people would be like, "Oh my God, there's Muppets in this," and then other people were like, "So they did it." <laughs> you could tell the, the type of people. It, yeah, it, it just said everything. Like I saw the stack of sheets, and I was like, "Oh, it's oh, it's the morning." Yep. <laughs> and then there's like that scene where he's clipping his belt, and he's like, "Oh yeah." Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he has to go. I. 
I really did. I really enjoyed my favorite sequence is actually when she tries to give him a phone, and he's yeah. like, "These, I, these things confuse me." And his, his face looks like she's trying to make him eat something he doesn't want. And he's just like, ah, "Please, no, no phone." But of course, that will come back. And he's fighting. Maybe it looks we only like, have one more issue for it to come back. Well, it looks yeah. like Tony Stark has got something to do with it because isn't like the next issue Iron uh, Man? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, are these somehow related to Iron Man? Which means that Tony Stark is would be the person making fun of Bunsen. Uh, honeydew and beaker right yeah <laughs> calling them nerds <laughs> yeah, i wonder it was probably landridge's idea wasn't it because he writes them yeah up, yeah but. i'm sure <laughs> or 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 you know somni just did it for fun there yeah because they're because they're good kids yeah but uh i don't believe that these robots beat thor I yeah think that, actually if actually if i had a problem with it that would be that yeah uh, well you get the i get the feeling that this is not as an experienced thor it's also no. it's powered down a bit more yeah than yeah. Was, yeah. yeah also he was spent yeah, yeah, true. From from the fucking. <laughs> right now, somewhere there's a parent or somebody just like rushing to turn this down. It's like they didn't expect this. Uh, I feel bad. Yeah, this but issue it's was, funny. was a much a much needed rebound from the last one. I thought. Yes. Was, yeah. This one hit on all levels. Yeah, it re- it really did, and and the fucking was done subtly too. Oh, it's it was an all ages book. Yeah, it wasn't shown. It was implied. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You had to know what it meant that all the all the sheets were folded on the couch. Right, right, yeah. He clipped his belt with purpose. Yeah. Uh, twenty seven yeah. number one uh, came out from Image. This was their the sort of next uh, book that sells out. That before anybody knew what it was. Um, I, I talked to Charles Soule, the writer, on a Don't Miss a while ago when it was originally supposed to ship, and then we found out it didn't right after it went out. Um, it was a good start. Uh, it. it Right. You know, like it's a, it's, I think it's a great concept. Well, that's the, that's I, I, the thing is that I love I love the concept and I love the f- the first page. Yeah. And then it took a turn, and I was like, oh, I well, didn't want it to take that turn. You know, it, because it's got a Hellblazer kind of vibe to it, is how it was described. Well, not. Oh, well, yeah. I guess I mean I, I wouldn't have thought of Hellblazer. Just that it just it went. So basically, the premise. Well, Josh, explain the premise and why why the concept uh, well, is great. Yeah, it's called Twenty Seven because uh, any any sort of rock. Uh, aficionado will know that that many of our greatest uh, rock artists died at the age of 27. Coincidentally, uh, Jim Morrison, Kurt Cobain, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin. Uh, it seems to be the age at which they are taken. Not Keith Moon. He was in his early 30s, in case that comes up. Um, and in this, what is the story of a, of a guy whose name I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, and he he's he's at the top of his game and uh he's about to turn 27 and he loses the ability to play guitar um, his so, hand has a hand yeah. injury yeah he tries everything he can do every kind of surgery drugs uh doctors everything and he can't and he, he goes into a he finds a ad in a paper and goes into a room with a mysterious guy who's who knows all about him and, and he's he's there to fix him with a with a giant scary device a big and machine and a cat and cats his, his lab coat and he's naked yeah um and then there's some and Thor shows up. Hallucination. No. Uh, and then it works, and he's got a thing stuck in his chest. He's got he's got what looks like an amp head in his chest yeah. with dials that he doesn't know what they do. And he clicks them, and then all of a sudden he can play guitar again. And he gets all excited, and so he calls this guy. He's like, start, he's like book the reunion tour. And then the hand doesn't work again. <laughs> uh, I mean, for me, like, like as, a, as a guy who plays guitar, as a guy, you know, like, he, there was a lot of little things in here that I actually related to and I really liked. Um, yeah. As far you know, like being a musician, being in a band, things like that. Um, that the that part was where the doctor fun. gets naked. Do you relate to that? Yeah, the 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 the, yeah. the, cat, not, the sacrificed cats. Is that not how your doctor works? <laughs> I, I mean, plus, my, my whole thing is that start by taking off our pants. I, I thought the the concept was strong enough to tell a somewhat realistic story, and I I, I didn't I didn't want to see it go in the direction it did with the um, you know, with the with the weirdness. You know, that was that the. Is, only, yeah. Often my lament in stuff. Yeah, uh, it happens in comics a lot because I think they can't. They think they can't sell stuff without that. Right. In fact, I know you can't sell stuff without that. But I also know that if I didn't, I didn't feel like the concept got put across. Mm-hmm. I knowing like I, knowing what the concept is beforehand, I knew it. But if I had just read the book, I don't think you got anything about the twenty seven club. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, yeah the, it was. The concept was sold really hard, and it was, and barely, it was barely touched upon. Yeah, exactly. It's very so. subtle. Yeah. Um, no, that's that's a good point. I, to me, it feels like this could, you know, this this will probably read better as like the first two issues together or something like that. Yeah. Like it was very much like a 
I guess a bit of a cold open, but I liked it. I, I enjoyed it. It didn't look or feel like anything else, and I, I'm always looking for that. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely different, and I like anything that's music based. And I'll give it a shot. I'll stick with it. It's just it's that I wish I wish it would say it stayed realistic. I just thought that yeah. would, you know, the idea of well, like of, of fighting the clock, you know, and like you, you, know. you know, like a, it's going to be an uphill battle to sell books like this anyway. But yeah. like the other side of it, if it's just a straight up real life music book. I mean, yeah. yourself. No. no, no, I know, but there there could have even been some sort of drama aspect to it and maybe even some sort of, you know, kind of mystical kind of thing that, you know, or, or whatever, but I just it just got weird, you know, so I don't know. Well, we'll see. I I I actually enjoyed it. Uh, I know what you're saying, I didn't expect that either, but it hasn't bugged me yet. Okay. Um so there. There you go. What's that? What's next on the agenda? We've been talking about fables in a while. Because no, it hasn't come out in a while. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a reason for that. Yeah. Uh, Fables 100 was a trade paperback. Yes, it was. I mean, not not even kidding. I mean, this thing is, is I was like, oh, well, I guess I better get started on this then. It's over um, 100 pages. It's true. And unlike what I was really expecting was that at some point, um, you know, like it, like it would end maybe 30 pages, 32 pages. And, I, and then the rest of it would just be garbage I didn't really want. But the actual main story of this book went 68 pages. Uh, it was ten dollars for the issue, uh, but it's sixty-eight pages, written by Willingham, drawn by uh, Buckingham. So you know, like it's it's the full team, and and it it looked like they were going to wrap up the epoch that they were in again, and then it, it didn't. Uh, they laid out a couple of other. It was actually just fun. It was a huge fight scene for like most of it, uh, and so it was really just like balls out, lots of action, lots of fighting, um, really fun stuff, and then a, a big development happened at the end with a couple of the main characters. And then, and then after that, there were like, uh, we'll say like th- about thirty pages or so of extras, um, but they were all those kind of like little short, short stories and things like that, done as uh, done by different artists and stuff like that. There's a, a Dave Johnson, a uh, couple of pages in here. There's a couple of J. H. Williams, a third pages. Um, you know, n- no, uh, no slouches, I guess in in that way. Um, there's the, the the big thing in this one is that uh, there's a prose story uh, written by written by Buckingham. And, and illustrated by Willingham, uh, I didn't read it. Uh, just cause, well, because a, a giant chunk of prose in the middle of having to get through a big bunch of comics. Yeah, it's a day, lot. It's a lot to take. Yeah. It's, not, it's not what you want. Uh, and yeah. I didn't have the pick, so I didn't feel like it was my, yeah. my product to have to do. Uh, thank God. Uh, but no, you know, really good issue. I don't know. Uh, you know, 10 bucks for, for an issue. But if it only comes wrong every 100 issues, that's not so bad. Right. Uh, it was good, though. It was, it, was, it, was a lot, it was a lot of fun. It was a really like, a, like they went all out. And, and they didn't hold back, and that was actually really cool. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Cool. Excellent. So uh, Widowmaker number one, um, or could have also been known as Hawkeye Mockingbird number seven or eight. Or <laughs> um, the, the event book uh, with Hawkeye Mockingbird and Black Widow uh, came out, and, and yeah, this, was, this was originally solicited to take place in Hawkeye Mockingbird, then got pulled into a miniseries, and you could tell. I mean, not that, I'm not saying that was bad, but it was just like it felt like the next issue of that series. Well, I yeah. don't get it. Yeah. Like, I don't get why you would do that, because yeah. you've got, like, all of a sudden now there's an unknown thing at the top. Because number one. It's number, it's a number one, and it's an event, I, I and, and it's also the moving towards the miniseriesification of the, guys, the lower-tiered characters. Do you guys remember when Jay Lee was one of my favorite artists? Yep. Yes. Yeah, look yeah. at that cover. Yeah. Like anyway, it. really, I didn't like it. Oh. There's, some, there's something weird about it. I don't know. Um, it, I found this to be slightly more accessible. I think the biggest yep. problem with Hawkeye Mockingbird was it was really inaccessible if you didn't really know the characters. Right, yep. I agree. Uh, this was a bit more accessible. It was just more of a straight-up action. I find myself wishing the supporting cast would go away. Yeah. It would just be Hawkeye and Mockingbird yep. running around. Doing stuff, and and the supporting cast is barely in this issue. I mean, it's right. mainly Hawkeye and Mockingbird. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Crossfire, whatever his name is. Uh, uh, Dominic, Dominic Fortune. Fortune. Yeah. I kind yeah. of like him. I do like him, though. Yeah, that's, that's the... I, He's I, the... Yeah, the swarthy the guy. Part of, the best part of this was when the Russian guys showed up. Yeah. Because they're ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, they always are. <laughs> There's that horn guy. I know, like, I always feel like Sputnik. every time I see Crimson Dynamo, I'm seeing him for the first time. Yeah. Like, the Crimson Dynamo here is not the same guy who was in... Uh, Iron Man is not, and I, I'm fine with that. Yeah, and, and, uh, they're just um, ridiculous. It, and I was wondering why David Lopez drew Black Widow like she hadn't slept in a week. I was just, I was literally just gonna say that. I'm like, David Lopez does not like the Black Widow. <laughs> it's like he makes Mockingbird look great. Black Widow just looks tired and angry. <laughs> Maybe she is. Who knows? Um, but so this is a this introduces the third Ronin now, um, and which apparently the original Ronin identity was a villain. And then it, uh, you know, the whole Ronan thing. I just like they just need to stop. 
But um, uh, and so Hawkeye gets mistaken for this villainous Ronin by the Russians, and that's where the cliffhanger kind of ends on it. I, it was good. I thought, it, like you said, it was good. It was good action. It was good, you know, kind of spy espionage kind of stuff. Um, you know, I just don't, you know, like again, you know, I just felt like the next issue of, the, of Hawkeye Mockingbird. So there was a big room full of slaughtered whores. There was, yeah, Russian whores. Yeah, yeah. you got to get that. Kind of yeah. In the middle of. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. So, um, so if you want to make sure you don't miss out on these wonderful miniseries that Marvel's rolling out, or any other uh, comic books that come out every month, and you don't have a good comic book store in your na- in your neighborhood, or you're not satisfied with the one that you've got, you might want to check out Discount Comic Book Service. Um, it's a great way to order your comic books online uh, and get them shipped directly to your house. They've got monthly specials of up to 75% off. They typically got 40% off all the major publishers. You get flat rate shipping of 5.95 on all U.S. orders, and you can get anything that's solicited. In, in previews by Diamond. It's just like going to the comic book store. It's at the comic store comes to you um, with the things you've selected. Um, they've also got over 9,000 trade paperbacks in stock. You can go to dcbservice.com and you can make your order and track your orders online. They send you, if you you select how many different uh, packages you want sent to you each month, you can have one monthly package, bi-weekly, weekly, whatever you want. They'll send it to you. Um, and you can do it all at dcbservice.com and we thank them for sponsoring this episode. Um. Now, you may remember last year when we were all like, man, G.I. Joe Cobra is awesome. And we said that a lot. You probably heard that. Yeah. Uh, you know what's really good now? No. Uh, G.I. Joe Origins. Uh, yes. G.I. Joe Origins number 22 just came out. This is the second part of a story written by David Laffham. Man, it's. I mean, it could, this could just as well be G.I. Joe Cobra. Uh, the lines have blurred between the two books. Yeah, and I, I don't really care because the no. thing is that there's not – I guess there's, there is one overall continuity, but – you know, it's just there's a couple, there's some short oh, stories. Oh, I know here. what it is. Who cares? I, it yeah. doesn't matter. I'm not confused. No. And like this, everyone starts off. You, there's another guy, and you're like, well, who's this guy? You don't know if he's going to be GI Joe or Cobra or what or where they're going to end up at the end of it. And and it's just the story of this uh, random Viper and how he sort of comes into the organization. Which honestly, he's been the question I've had as long as I've ever watched GI Joe. Like, where are they getting all these guys? <laughs> um, and it's about his like indoctrination and how they get him there and. Just it's really well done. Uh, it was it was an excellent issue. The last one was excellent. Uh, yes. If you like GI Joe Cobra and you want some more of that, because they went uh, they went off for a little bit and did that weird uh, Serpentor thing, which wasn't bad, but it was different. Um, yes. Uh, no, this, this has been good. This is, check out the David Lapham issues. They've been really dark. Uh huh. Just you, just you, dark. You agree? Yeah. Oh, this is excellent. Excellent yeah, stuff. Excellent. Good stuff. Cool. Uh, so the next what if this month was a Wolverine father. And um, while I didn't really care for the story, the, basically the what if premise is what if Wolverine raised Dokken? Um, Who cares? Exactly. Um, uh, <laughs> but uh, it must sell. Somebody, somebody thinks somebody likes him. They got um, they got Greg Cicchini to do the art, who did last day's American Crime with Remender. And I mean, the art was beautiful. The art was fantastic. Was there sexy ladies? Uh, here and there, but um, really, really good. Really, really good art. Uh, the story. I mean, the story. The guy did what he could. I don't even know who wrote it. Rob. Rob Williams. That's not real. That's not a real name. Um, but uh, it's Alan Smithy. Yeah, exactly. But um, I think he's the lead singer of Matchbox Twenty. <laughs> but yeah, but the art looked great. Takini did it fantastic. I want to see more sequential work from Takini. And then Remender's backup uh, is takes Deadpool, the Deadpool Venom guy, and in then into the '90s. And there's a lot of '90s trope jokes, and it was very funny. Um, to be expected. So what if two weeks in a row? Did, did the job well? Not fully a hundred percent. The art was enough to get me there. So, jo- Josh, <laughs> if I'm gonna make a bold statement, Josh, I'm gonna see if you back me up on this. Mystery Society from IDW is the biggest surprise of the year. I could, I could, I think I, I, I need to do a little more research, but I'm not, I'm not shooting that down. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting behind you. I got to the end of issue number five, and I just thought, well, that was just, that was just wonderful. Yes, I mean, the thing is, I never, I hadn't heard of this book at all. Mm-hmm. I didn't. There was no buzz on it. I didn't even pick it up until Paul talked about it on the website. I picked it up a week later, and it's been, it's been fantastically fun, and the, it's gorgeous. Yeah, there's not even any ifs or buts about it. Like the art's great. It's uh, Fiona Staples, I think. Yep. Um, and, and it's just, it's just, it's odd and strange, and it, it, it feels, it's got, I don't know, it's kind of a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen tone to it. Uh, if yeah, that, mixed, if that makes sense. A bit of Hellboy and... it's, yeah, it's my favorite thing that I've ever read from Steve Niles. Absolutely. Uh, easily. Yeah. And, and really, I, I really enjoy the artwork. I think, I think it's perfect it's for it. It's a gorgeous book, yeah. It's such a weird story. And it, it kind of like, I kind of didn't remember what had happened last time. 
but it didn't matter because I was right back and I was like, all right, there's this skull girl and then there's Jules Verne, the robot brain. <laughs> it's a bunch of crazy adventurers. And yeah, and it just sort of – it kind of goes from scene to scene and, and it moves along in this fun way and it's just done really well. It was a hell of a lot of fun. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a great little trade. It's supposed um, to, trade to come out soon. Yeah. People should check it out. I'll look for it anyway. <laughs> that, Slip, through it. Slip through the trades if you yeah. like the art. So uh, so the next book in the Stan Lee Boom Studios book, Starborn, came out this week. And I'll be honest with you guys, I was not going to pick this up because up to, you know, while the ones that have come out, that you know, I feel as if each one we say, oh, this is the best one yet, this is the best one yet. Yeah. But they haven't been like, oh, this is fantastic and definitely, and I'm not sure, I'm not, I'm not sticking with Soldier Zero. I'm not sticking, you know, like I'm not sticking with yeah. I might stick with the Traveler. Uh, this is not only the best of the one yet, I'm going to stick with it. This was great. This was fantastic. Fantastic! Yeah. Not only on a story standpoint, but on an art standpoint. Like the oh. art, like uh, who did the art? Carrie Randolph. Like yep. very kind of animationy kind of art, but changed styles and changed. Um, like the coloring was a real aspect to it, and just changed like the different. Um, depending on the different scenes, like it, uh, it was just great. It was fantastic. It was. It, this was really the one that I was the least interested in for several reasons. Me too. Yeah. Because I, I don't, I don't even like the title. Yeah. I didn't know what it was. Like I remember the, here and the other side, I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. I was, it was, this was fun. I mean, it was, it was like for for writers or people who are into this stuff, you know. I was laughing. I was laughing thinking of you reading it because I'm sure. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. it, it's just about a guy who's like try, tell, trying to tell a story and sell a book, and he's working on it at work, and and then basically the the conceit is that he finds out that everything he's been writing about is real, and he yeah. doesn't know why. I love the the idea that there's. He goes, well, this is just indicative of this other guy's work, and he's like, what? Yeah. And he reads and another guy wrote exactly the same thing, but he'd never read it. Uh, totally fun. Totally. <laughs> yeah, totally fun. Really very kind of matrixy in you know, in terms of that, you know, like yeah. average, average Joe gets pulled into a fantastic world, but like but I thought that a good a good angle in the story, good way of telling it combined with the inventive art, like that's what these Stanley books have been missing up to this point. So Chris Robertson, uh writer of he did the Cinderella stories and he did he does eye zombie for, yeah. for vertigo uh but I, I i dug this this was good um connor did you get uh, echo number 26 or are you reading this in trades no i'm reading in trade okay because right, we shit. can't read it on an issue in new york because oh, oh, it doesn't come in um, I, I just lost track of it at some point all right i don't want to spoil it for you then then don't um but there was the first off they've been terry moore has been building this really well i just like the momentum and the, the pace it's been going at and like he's this core group of characters between um the girl with the thing on her chest and the guy dylan and and the agent you know like ivy um like they're coming together as like a as a unit of characters that i'm starting to care about but right. the last panel made me scream and put the book down <laughs> and because david and kachu showed up not them no okay oh yeah all right don't say don't but that but that's <laughs> the th- that's the thing is that it's done in a way that i it, it might not be them but it might be that it might be it might be it might tie in and if it does i don't know how i feel about that because <laughs> I'll be honest with you, part of me likes the fact that it was okay. It's not you know not related. This is a new thing. But then a part of me is like, oh my god, they're back! Like it's, it's like, but it's also not. It's not who you said, but it's also not who you think. But it, yeah, so I'm not, I, I said I won't. I'm not gonna say anymore. But wow. but yeah, it, yeah, it was it was like scream like like no no. So. Is this the? It's nearing the end soon, right? Yeah, yeah it is. And I don't. And the thing is, honestly, I'm going to go on record right now, and I could be wrong. It's fifty fifty. I don't think it's tied to Strangers in Paradise. I, I don't imagine it is. Either. Yeah, but by the looks of this panel, <laughs> like, I, I can't wait till the next issue. Now, fucking Terry Moore, six weeks. It's been years since you've done this to me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> so. Yeah, so so when you get the next trade, guys, you be on the lookout for that. So, right. and I don't right. know if it's gonna work as well in trade or or as it did in the issue. Like the trade's got to end with this issue, right? Um, so, uh, good. So, uh, ifanboy.com is not just about what we think; it's about what you think. So, we like to always take a time and uh, and just uh, highlight a couple of user reviews. Uh, what you guys thought of stuff? So we get those from the site. You go to ifanboy.com. You can write your user reviews. First one up, Duraflame Tree. I could, you could, Ron could have totally butchered that. By the way, it would have been great. Uh, with the flash number seven, give the story a five out of five and the art a five out of five. Pick of the week percentage, thirteen point one percent. Traditionally, a Marvel fan, I was really first exposed to the world of the Flash through Tom Cater's hilarious Tom versus the Tom. Did you write this? Tom versus <laughs> the Flash podcast. The image I had of Captain Boomerang was a ridiculously dressed Australian man who had very limited skill set when it came to challenging a super fast police scientist. Although still ridiculously dressed. This issue made me feel for Captain Boomerang and in a reasonable way explained why the other rogues would want him in their group. 
Although the art is not by regular artist Francis Manipal, Scott Collins is no slouch. Professor Zoom's speed is portrayed well, and I love the paths that diggers thrown objects make. Can't wait till issue eight. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. I read this about halfway through before I realized that it was that Matt, that it was Collins and not Manipal. Not that I mistook them two, but like I didn't. Right. Fit, the art didn't miss a beat. No, I I. Mm. I thought that too but i will say there was a moment when i realized that it wasn't him yes we do which is really kind of weird and it's it's it was uh, it was uh, ugly which which moment was it it's the it's like the flashback and it's boomerang running into flash for the first time and he's throwing (laughs) i think that might have been yeah Yeah. and he broke his spine yeah i guess yeah that's awful this is this is collins's new style which i'm not in love with it's the uh more more painterly style than his old kinetic lots of lines everywhere style which was perfect for the flash yeah he did it as recently as final crisis rogue's revenge Yep, but ever since then he's been doing this different style, and I'm not as big of. A, I didn't really love the art as much. Because I didn't. Of that. I didn't hate it as much as I hated the previous stories I've seen in this style. Um, it was just. It was the kind of thing where like I just picked up and read it, and I didn't even think about that it was a Manipal until I got about halfway through. Yeah. Um, but I love the story though. I love the. I love the ro- yes. the focus on the rogues and all that sort of stuff. So these are the the they're doing rogue spotlights in between the arcs of the Flash. Well, that's awesome. So this is this is the one shot rogue spotlight. So it really is. It really is a perfect book. I just, I just don't connect to this the way that you guys do. I don't know what it is. Love it. All right. Fair yeah. enough. Anyway. All right. Our next review comes from the Punisher Max, who reviewed Superboy number two, gave the story a three out of five and the art a two out of five. And uh, 2.2% of you made it your pick of the week. And Punisher Max has to say, I was a little disappointed by this issue. I really liked the first, but this one just didn't feel the same. I couldn't find myself interested in the story at all, and bits of it simply just felt a bit contrived, especially everything involving Simon. To me, the issue kind of ha- seemed kind of Silver Age inspired, which I'm not a big fan of. And also, just a, not a lot happened. When it comes to the art, I wasn't too impressed either. I heard a lot of people raving about Pierre Gallo's art in the first issue and I just didn't see it then and I still don't see it now. I may give this issue one I may give this series one more issue in hopes that it gets better, but I just don't know. <laughs> you, you read that you read that well. Tyrannically, yeah. I didn't I, I, I didn't pick this up. I'm sorry, Jeff Lemire. I like you, but I don't like super things. So I was just kind of bored by the first issue. Didn't make me want to come back. Yeah. I liked it more, uh story wise, but I don't I don't really like Pierre Gallo at the moment. Like not uh, something about it's off. At the moment. Is it the glasses? No, he still got the glasses. No, because this issue he's mostly it's, this is action packed. I don't know what you're talking about. Nothing happened in it. It's basically a huge fight scene for for twelve for half the issue. But um, no, he's he's Superboy the whole time, so you don't really see the glasses. But something about it is a bit weird. I can mm. put my finger on it. But story wise, it was a lot more fun than the first issue was. It was setting up a lot of interesting mysteries, and he's got his own little Lex Luthor going. But it's 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 okay. It's it's not bad. It's not great, but it's 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 okay. I'm oh. t- I'm taking this on an issue by issue basis. Fair enough. Um, it's hard to leave. That was a lackluster. I wish we could have said we loved something when we move into this next bit. But how about how about helping out iFanboy? Uh, you like it. It's a big part of your life if you're reading comic books and on on Sunday night or Monday or listening to the show. You go to the site a bunch of times. Uh, this is a a listener, viewer, member supported endeavor. Um, so so here's a few ways that you can kick in. Uh, you can click on the banners on the site. Those are advertisers. They're there, you know, because they they they're trying to make money. So click on them, support them. Go to ifanboy.com/amazon, and this is really important right now. If you're the kind of person who does all your Christmas shopping, holiday shopping, Hanukkah shopping, I'm so PC. Uh, on Amazon.com, if you go through uh, our, our link, the Amazon store that we have, which is you go to ifanboy.com, ifanboy.com/amazon and click on the little powered by Amazon button. You'll just be in the normal Amazon store, and you won't even notice a difference. This is just for U.S. people. Um, anything you buy will give us a little bit of a kickback, and we really appreciate that. You can buy shirts. Uh, there's the Fear Agent shirt. We still got some of those. We have like we have a, a minuscule amount of the blue intern shirt, the original shirt. People will be like, "Oh man, I remember that. That's the that's the OG shit." Uh, you can get some of those. Uh, you can be a member. That's the best way to do it. You're just contributing directly to the site. You can be pay at $4 a month or $10 a month or for just $42 a year or $100 a year. If you do that, you'll get a prize pack. You will get some stickers. You'll get a random comic book. That's the fun bit. And if the higher membership, you'll get a T-shirt as well. Um, you guys are the ones who make everything happen. And uh, also, if you're a member, you get to be eligible for prizes uh, at, at, the end of, at the end of the year, uh, beginning next year. We're, we're going to have another load of them to give out uh we emptied the coffers and now now the stores are filling up again like thor yes yeah uh, oh right. <laughs> jane i need a moment please <laughs> thor needs a sandwich <laughs> why is thor talking like hulk thor, thor i'm sleepy <laughs> <laughs> that's, what 
what happens to the, the Norse gods. Oh, I need the sandwich in 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Refractory period. <laughs> know why we didn't do thor speak because it's fun but it's it's fun to do hulk speak as thor in yeah in, in the bedroom yes. <laughs> thor speak as hulk speak in the bedroom <laughs> there's a new character for you ah, everyone have fun get, with that <laughs> get helmet on way to bathroom <laughs> all right this could go really dirty really quickly connor why don't you tell us about the book of the month it's book of the month time. I know we just did book of the month a couple weeks ago, but we figured get that December book of the month out of the way. So we can enjoy the holidays for once. Yes. Uh, book of the month for December is Absolute Superman, All-Star Superman, which is the big uh, collected edition of Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely's All-Star Superman mini, 12-issue miniseries. And um, this has already been book of the month once before. It was for the hardcover number two, which Josh picked it a couple years ago. I think you supplanted my former pick of the book of the month. <laughs> yeah. I think you've completely like it. Mine doesn't count now. Yep. <laughs> all right. Um, what, well, first of all, it's a, it's a fantastic series, but reading it in issues, the, the, the structure of the story is Superman, in the beginning, he, he saves the first ever manned mission to the sun, which Lex Luthor sabotaged, and Superman goes and saves it. In doing so, overloads his body with solar energy, and he's basically given himself a form of cancer. And so he's dying. And so this miniseries is about the 12 uh, last acts of Superman, the, the last uh, things he does before he dies, setting, setting the world right again. And so story-wise, each issue stands on its own, except for one, two-part, one in the middle. Uh, so when this came out in issues, it came out really um, sparsely, we'll say. Mm-hmm. And so you could enjoy each issue on its own, and, and it was a great story. But reading it all together in one sitting, you really get a great sense of the, the the structure that Morrison puts into the book and how everything ties in together. And it's a really wonderfully uh, constructed book. It's one of Morrison's better works in terms of making everything tie together. He did it really well in Flex Mentallo. He's, he he does it different. Now. He, he always he's always going for a very intricate, well put together story. But this is one of the better ones. This is almost as uh, like Superman Red Sun, you know how that sort of everything ties together in the end and it all makes sense from the beginning to the end. This is very much like that. The stuff that happens in the beginning matters in the end and it all ties together and the stuff you read in the beginning makes more sense when you, when you finished it or, or, or things in the end make sense after you look at the first part again. So it's all very intricate and complex and just wonderful. It's, 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 it's almost the definitive Superman, modern Superman tale. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, the Frank Quitely art is just gorgeous, especially in this oversized format, which is one of the big reasons why this was uh, Book of the Month. His, he has a lot of big panels, big wide open spaces, very pop arty in the color. It's very bright. There's a lot of bright blue and red and yellow. It's ne- you're never confused about what you're reading here. This is a pure Superman superhero story. And just, I mean, just wonderful. Josh, do you remember the book or have you put it out so of your memory? Uh, who? <laughs> no, I, well, luckily I wrote that review last time, so I, I remember some of it. Well, what's funny about this is that I actually I started to read it in issues, and I only read one, maybe two, and I was like, I don't, I don't know what this is. I don't like it. And then so it wasn't until later when I bought the first hardcover again after sort of, I mean, hearing people talk about how great it was, I thought, well, maybe I missed something. Or I got impatient or something like that. And, and it was when I read it the second time, sort of all at once, uh, I, I really enjoyed it a lot more. So... It's interesting that you could describe it as each story standing on its own, but I really think that as a, as a whole, it works. Um, and also, at that point, I probably didn't appreciate Frank quietly as much as I, I came to later. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, it's an, it's an odd style. You can't, you can't no, deny I don't, that. I don't deny that at all. No. And when you're going to talk about Superman, a character who's kind of defined as, you know, as like a Kurt Swan and John Byrne and sort of like that really classic, clean superhero style, you know, Frank quietly is almost the opposite of that. So it's interesting that the the you know definitive modern superhero stories is by an artist who's sort of antithetical to what you think, but it does work, and I think that the coloring actually has a lot to do with it. At first, you look at that coloring and you think that's just they're just garish backgrounds, but it isn't that. Uh, it actually all works really well. It works sort of all together and simultaneously to create this just odd odd little story that really respects Superman and understands it. And it's funny because the, you know the Whatever this all-star line was supposed to be, it ain't. No. <laughs> in any way. I mean, 
that Adam Hughes All Star Wonder Woman's coming out any time now. But well, uh, the event was supposed to be a, a line for big name DC creators to play with the characters without any continuity burdens, mm-hmm. and the only one that really did it successfully was this one because Batman never finished. Right, and it, it was controversial, we'll say, in it, in its content. This is this is the only one really where they he told a complete Superman story. The story he wanted to tell without having to worry about anybody else or any other. He killed Superman. He killed him, mm-hmm. um, and you couldn't do that any other way other than out, out of continuity. So yeah, um, it was. Wait a minute. So at the, it ends with him dying. Yes, he's dead. Wow. He. Oh wow. Fuck. I didn't know that. Nobody well, ever told that. he is and he isn't. That's the part of the story. Uh, <laughs> he, I would have. I would have more. I would have way more respect if he went through with it. I thought there was going to be some. You know, that that was the premise. And like, then, well, he goes he off can't. at the end. He goes off the end and dies, but if you if you pay attention, this is where it gets wonky. In the middle, he shows up from the future, but you don't oh. know it's him until after he's done. Oh. So he, he did go off and die, never to be seen again in that in that sense, if you want to call that death, but he does return. Oh, in the middle of the story, which you don't realize yeah. it's him. It's comic books. Yeah. No, but it's yeah. Superman. You right. can't yeah. kill him at the end. Like they're, 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 it, it has to live on. That's the point. Yeah. Especially in DC, there's the legacy. Well, they're going to get there one way or another. Right. It's really interesting to me that there's you know, we've, there's always been this talk about comic books that matter selling better than ones that don't. And mm-hmm. I, matter is a subjective term, but this one doesn't matter right. in that sense to continuity or whatever. But it was still very much appreciated, uh, which is sort of a rarity. Um, well, I think it's a lot way. to do with the creative, the creative team behind it. Sure, uh, sure, totally. In the same way that uh, Batman was, but. And, and also with the um, absolute edition, you get a big—not a robust, but a fairly detailed back section where Morrison goes through everything. He goes through the plot. Oh, cool! He goes through the characters. He goes through the uh, yeah. set, the twelve—I uh, forgot what they're called—the the twelve labors of Superman. The um, it's, just yeah. re- it's really interesting when he goes through everything. It's, it's a hefty absolute. I got a, it's a good package. I, when I was at your house, I was looking at it. It was nice. I probably if I can get my hands on that, I'll read it because I read this in the I read like the first couple issues and I dropped it just because it like every other Superman thing it doesn't grab me. But I'll I'll give it a read just because it's so it is so important. It is that kind of milestone kind of thing. It, but it really is. I mean, when you talk about the books that that deserve quote unquote to be done in this absolute format, uh, it is one of those that does. I don't think that I'm gonna buy it you know i got my hard covers over here i haven't opened them or looked at them since i did the last time so it's not like i'm itching to get that on a shelf but i get it yeah you know what i mean like i like it makes sense that that art is some of the you know like if there's everything that needs to be writ large and made big that's yeah. definitely one of the good ones yeah it's cool yeah it's a gorgeous book so people should go to ifanboy.com and read your book of the month review and read all about what you had to say about it um and go check it out go buy it yes. on amazon give it to somebody for christmas it's a good idea it's a good christmas gift yeah I actually bought it for somebody for Christmas, actually, myself. Nice. Very good. Shane, stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) Or sleepy. (laughs) 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 All right. On to the email. Thor's in the wet spot. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying not to do that. (laughs) Our first email comes from Tyson from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, who says, what are each of your top five books that are not Marvel or DC? That's easy. Wait, do I get? To, I don't get to use Vertigo. No, no. <laughs> that's a DC book. Chew, Invincible, Walking Dead. It's not ongoing. I was about to say Mystery Society. No, it didn't uh, say ongoing. Just the top five books. Oh, um, so it could be a mini. Well, GI Joe Cobra, honestly, Hellboy. over the past few years, and Hellboy. Connor, Walking Dead, Invincible, Echo, Chew, and Irredeemable. Ooh, Irredeemable's good. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 it kind of expands your guys. I mean, it's like, you know, Invincible, Chew, um, Echo, definitely. I, w- I would probably say Echo, too. I just dropped yeah. off because I couldn't get it on time. I mean, nobody agrees with me. I'm all alone, but I, every, well, I, every issue of Glamour Puss I read, I can't get, I can't get enough of. You're He's right about that. Making that book for you now. Yeah, no, not just me. I know there's a small group of us. There's a small, small group. You guys do not know what you're missing. If you could extract all those pages about the art, the the the, the Alex Raymond, Stan Drake, the, the oh my god, it's amazing. From a comics historical, when that gets collected, it's going to be amazing. Um, uh, and Six Gun. Ooh, Six Gun's good. good one. Yep. So, cool. All right, our next question. Kyle says. I was just interested in hearing your feedback on some of the recent Marvel and DC cartoons like Avengers and Spectacular Spider-Man. 
I think both Marvel and DC have been really up, upping the ante lately with some quality tunes. They're fun for kids, yet don't talk down to them either. What do you think? Also, were you as heartbroken as I was when the Spectacular Spider-Man was canceled? No. No. <laughs> I'm the only one here watches these, so I will yeah. say this is a really good time actually for cartoons. Um, it's too bad, Ron, that you don't like cartoons because Avengers Earth Mighty Heroes you would love. I've heard good things about it. Maybe, and not it that is, I don't like cartoons. I just don't have time. It is, it is bursting at the seams of Marvel continuity. Yeah, that's what I've heard, yeah. yeah. Arnim Zola's in it. I mean, it's just it's MODOK, you just, everyone. You just sold it. Yeah. Um, All you had to do is be like Arnim Zola, and then like <laughs> late at night, he'll be like, well, let me just look. <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great cartoon. Yeah. The Young Justice one-shot movie that came out that's going to pre- uh, I've heard very good things about that. Excellent. I've heard, wait, go, um, go back to Earth Mightiest Heroes. I'll be honest with you. Because I'm somewhat ancillary, I'm on the outside of things. I'm not really looking at it, you know. Like I'm not totally. The things we've been posting on the website confuse me. Are those the episodes, or what are those? The mini, the micro episodes. Like, do I need to watch those? Like, I'm very confused by the Earth Mightiest Heroes. Well, they, did, they, did, they did twenty micro episodes that were like three, four minutes long, and those, those. Are, are those in continuity? Yes, they're part of the show's continuity, oh. but you don't need to have, you don't need to have watched them to enjoy the show. Oh, it just I because I, I fell behind on those, and I was like, oh shit, I gotta watch all these, and then oh man, right? Because ten year olds out there <laughs> were like completely lost when they watched the show without those. Um, you don't you don't need them at all to enjoy the show, but it's, yeah. it's, just, it's, just, it's mostly backstory about the yeah. characters. You, you know what you I know, did? You know the backstory of Captain America? You don't yeah, no, I guess. Okay, all right, maybe I'll go back and watch them. I didn't watch uh, the Fire Breather movie, but apparently that was very good as well. Yes, I heard that was good. I didn't watch it because I didn't really like the animation style. It was, it was uh, weird. So now, was that supposed to be a series and then it got changed to a movie and then scuttled? Or? I thought that was going to be a series, wasn't it? it, it I, I don't know. I think that's what it, it was. It was a movie that did very well, so maybe it'll go back to being a series. That, yeah. I think that's more how it works. They do yeah. like a, a movie slash pilot. Yeah. See how, how people react to it. Like, the, Hell, like the Hellboy movies. Yeah. Yeah. And Spectacular Spider-Man was a great cartoon, and I wasn't sad when it was canceled because cartoons – Aren't like comics; they don't go on forever. They they go for a few years and they cancel. That was the Neil Patrick Harris one, right? No, yeah. that was the uh, Ultimate Style one. This this uh, the Greg Brady guy, CB Barnes or whatever his name is. I don't know about that, but it was Neil Patrick Harris was like wasn't it MTV many years ago? Yeah, he was the the one that the first thing that Bendis did. Yeah, the yeah. ultimate. Uh, yeah, the one that two thousand or so. Yeah, yeah, the one that the one that didn't go very well, right? It was Neil Our Patrick kids. Harris, and was it was it was it Winnie Cooper? No, she was no. doing math. Yeah, it was somebody else. So. I don't know. Yeah, she was in school. Anyway. Um, cartoons are designed to go for a few years and then go away because because the, the audience does actually cycle out like comics used to. So. I, I got to say, Superhero Squad, my nieces watch it. My niece watches that. I hear kids like that. I, I, hear, I hear it's big with the kids, seriously. I mean, like, I mean, like it, it, it seems like I've watched, a, I, you, know, I've, you know, it's been on. I'm like, oh, let me see. And it's, it kind of makes me laugh because it's like kind of kid versions of all the characters. And, like, they're, and, like, and what's interesting is that like, they're not all, like they're just all Avengers, like everyone. <laughs> and it's like literally like any characters can be in any episode at any given time. Like it just seems like a lot of fun. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I can't do the cartoon thing. I don't know why. Kyle, you're you're on it like 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 all over it. I, 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 I cartoons, yeah. yeah, yeah. I give you the I like. Can't, I I can't get into them. We went to go. I mean, I've seen some of the features and like, and I like I'll hear you guys be like, no, this one's good. And I watched them. Like it was, it was all right. It was yeah. fine. Well, like the Justice League Unlimited stuff and stuff. Like, I never watch any of that. Never watch any. Of that. Well, also just. I also lot. don't have cable, so that could be a problem too. Well, that doesn't really matter. Yeah. There's lots of ways. To, I mean, right? Know, no, I know, I know, but it's not. It's not like it's on. I'm recording it off a DVR. Yeah, but if it was on, you weren't gonna go. There yeah, I know exactly. For a while <laughs> when I had like a TiVo, like I would have, like they would do the Justice League card, you know, and I would tape it, and then I'd have like six of them, and I'd be like, I, I don't care. Yeah. Because the the fact is, a lot of times they were just retelling stories that I'd already heard before, and it's not like they're kids stuff, so it's not really gonna go somewhere that I hadn't expected. I guess. Yeah. The only time that 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 did happen that I was really happy with was with Superman the Animated Series. It was a two-part episode uh, with Darkseid uh, and the – I can't remember. Connor, you remember the, the police yep. chief, the guy who looked like Jack Kirby? Turpin. Turpin, yeah. yeah. They killed him? Yeah. In the no, I, I, think, I think you're mischaracterizing – I mean the, the Justice League cartoons went really dark in places that you wouldn't expect at all because okay. they could without the, without the limitations of the, of the comics. Right. Right. Yeah. Good teams on them, apparently. Yeah. But now it's just like I'm never going to have time to watch all that stuff. No, no. I don't, I don't expect you guys to do that. That's why I answered the question. Yeah. Well, there you go. I think I think if Ron sat down and happened to come across an Avengers cartoon, he would enjoy. I, it. Pro- I, I probably I, I would. would. I don't. I don't blame you. I don't yes, blame but you. But I also don't see you seeking it out either. But I see exactly. If, if, you, if you stumbled upon it, you would. You would have a good time. Yeah. 
So, yeah. All right, cool. All right, well, thank you for your emails. If you have any questions, you can email us at contact.ifanboy.com. Uh, normally, we do voicemails, and we actually have some stocking up, but uh, we're going to skip that because we did the book of the month, so we'll come back to the voicemails next week, and you can call in onto the voicemail line at one eight 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 fanboys That's one eight 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 three two six two six nine seven. Um, and you're also going to want to tune into iFanboy Don't Miss, which is our weekly podcast that comes out every Monday. It's a separate feed, so you got to go to the, either the website and subscribe or go to iTunes and subscribe. But it's a 15-minute, 15-minute quick little conversation with a creator about a book that's coming out this this coming week. Uh, last week, we talked to Ben McCool about Captain America, the Korvac saga. And, and if you haven't heard that, it's a, it was actually a fun interview. It was a, not, not actually like I'm surprised, but it was a fun interview. <laughs> and um, <laughs> surprised myself. Yeah. Turns out he's not an imbecile. No, <laughs> no actually, Ben's pretty great but i'm, I'm, I'm a big sober? fan of ben yeah he, he was sober <laughs> that is real name <laughs> but um so definitely tune in don't miss uh we might have one this monday it's the holidays it's kind of hard to pin creators down so sometimes we don't always hit it on monday but you definitely want to subscribe so you never miss one so check out ifanboy don't miss and you get it every monday at ifanboy.com yes ifanboy.com where thor suck <laughs> oh um thor has early meeting tomorrow <laughs> Thor just gonna let himself out. <laughs> I just, I just, it doesn't make sense. That doesn't make any sense at all. I like that he talks about himself in the third person. <laughs> well, it's like that's the Hulk speak. Yeah. Oh, God almighty. Oh. Thor, Thor noticed you changed status on Facebook. This not relationship. <laughs> Thor can't be tied down. <laughs> Unless you're into that. <laughs> or talk to roommate. She's into it. <laughs> Listen, Thor's just coming off of a bad breakup. <laughs> I, I like that Thor have early meeting tomorrow. <laughs> no, no, no. Thor not thirsty. It's okay. Stay in bed. <laughs> oh. It can, can go in another direction. It doesn't have to go that way. It could be Thor like Spoon. Thor not see this picture of your sister before. She's really pretty. <laughs> uh, Thor not know how to say this, but Thor sleeps on that side of the bed. <laughs> uh. Thor said Thor loves you. Heat of moment. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Ifanboy.com is our website. You can go there and read. Uh, Jesus, whose pick was this? Connor's pick of the week. That was a long time ago. Uh, you can, <laughs> you can see the work. panel. We're talking about it. The best of the panels. Best of the weekend panels. Uh, and all the other stuff that went on there. There was lots of discussion this week. A couple of, couple of news stories uh, came out. Things, things happened. Uh, apparently, they're doing a Venom book. Who'd have thought that? Uh, <laughs> it's going to be awesome. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> the book you never knew you wanted. Now they, they're going to make you want it. Uh, discussion stuff, all that things. Um, then there's Word Balloon Podcast. Like you mentioned, the Don't Miss Podcast. There's the video show. We do the video show. Uh, last week was Comics That Make You Cry. And uh, we're going to submit that to the Academy for Connor's performance. So I'm hoping. <laughs> Crossing our fingers. Fingers crossed. Uh, and then this this next week we have uh, we're going to talk about our favorite series of the of the year of 2010, yep. the best series. And and wouldn't you know we all picked something different. How about that? Crazy. Yeah. Thor not bring his contact solution. <laughs> Thor, Thor is allergic to cats. <laughs> now he's an asshole. We turned Thor into an asshole. I know we turned Thor into a dick. One night stand guy. Do you think that you think that mainstream, uh, Mar- you know, Mar- Marvel Universe Thor isn't like that? No, he totally is. He yeah. would just he would just leave. Yeah, exactly. Thor going. <laughs> Thor, there's Thor no, got, there's no. All Thor wanted for Christmas was you. <laughs> That's not Thor happening. Got, Thor got what Thor came for. <laughs> Thor had fun. <laughs> Listen, Thor so, likes you. Uh, Thor's got to, uh, you know. <laughs> we're good here, right? Thor thinks it got weird. (laughs) Thor knows a waxing guy. (laughs) What? (laughs) Move on. Go. Thor thinks made a big mistake. (laughs) Listen. (laughs) Thor like just wants to be friends. (laughs) Thor doesn't want to ruin what we have. Thor text, okay? (laughs) 
Oh, God. Or get your number from Captain America. Go. <laughs> Thor DM you on Twitter. <laughs> oh, it makes no sense. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> you can email us at contact.fanboy.com, call our voicemail line at 888-FANBOYS-326-2697. Any questions or comments for the show, we'll play them next time. And if you like what you listen to, go to iTunes, leave a review, or tell your friends, tell your comic book store, customers, uh, tell anybody who will listen about the podcast, help spread the word. We depend on you folks to help spread the gospel, and we appreciate everyone who does. And you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash ifanboy, and that's where you can get all the instant gratification that you need on a daily basis. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe Thor will DM you for another date. You never know. Listen, uh. Thor had a lot to drink last night. Did we? <laughs> <laughs> Thor need to brush teeth. <laughs> oh, God. Listen, Thor's mother coming by early in the morning, so <laughs> you could go. <laughs> All right, until next week, I'm Ron. I'm Connor. I am Josh, and I can't beat anything I said already, so we're going to go with that. <laughs> Songs of joy and peace So wish I had a river I could skate away Oh, oh